Good evening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Let's Commiserate. I was going to say it. I was just pausing for that dramatic was, that effect. That was such a big buildup. Yes. You me not to let, like, like, yeah. The point is, you're Dave. I'm Dave. And you are? Sam. I am. So nice to Sam. Meet, meet you, Sam. This is by far and away the messiest intro we've this ever done. This pretty tough. Uh, um, welcome back to another episode. Back. Um, we're here discussing Loki season two, episode four. But first, I need to complain. Oh, please, sorry. So getting ahead of myself. I think I had shown you at least a picture or video. I was so excited. I got these um, LED strip motion sensor lights for my liquor cabinet. I know you showed me a photo. Yeah, and uh, they look really good. I mean, I got you know they're an Amazon purchase, not the fanciest things. Um, and uh, I don't know. I was just mainly excited. So I kind of rushed through it. I got these ones. Like it's an adhesive. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like two adhesive square stickers, uh, for each end of the led strip. And so you put those on and then the actual light itself, uh, it forms a magnet with the strips. They're magnetic right. strips. And, so, um, so you have the sticker and then the magnet to the sticker yeah. and the magnets also on the strip. So then the yes. magnets connect mm-hmm. and you stick. Okay. Uh, got it. And so it's not, you know, an electrical thing. Like you recharge the light. Right. So you can remove it from the magnet and it has like a USB-C hookup. Well, that's a that terrible design. I thought it was cool at first. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah. Like how much light could that possibly use? How you know? big is the battery that sits on that thing? Oh, but, uh, how, okay. How big is it? Like an inch? Oh, the, like, no, no, no. Oh, like the, the, the battery where the, the port sits. The battery where the port sits. I have no idea. Yeah, that's got to be. It's like- just a USB-C port. Mm-hmm. And so I, uh, but like with the way the motion sensor is set up, like once the light is activated, it stays on for like maybe 10 seconds and then right. turns off. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's only going to be on for 10 seconds at a time. How much could that possibly use? So I've had them for. A month and it was a couple of days ago. I noticed like it's already completely dim. I was like, I have to recharge it already. I thought like with them not being used that much that I could charge it like just once every. You got to remember that motion sensor sitting there 24 seven. Yeah. That's but, like an alert watchdog. But it's like inside the liquor cabinet. It's only activated like when I open the door. How often do you the- drink? Let, that is not the topic of conversation here. To kill I knew you were going to make it about that. <laughs> okay. You said it was no, right. you no, 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 no. That is not the debate here. Kitchen. That is not. This is the debate. Your Honor, you the prosecution this. still Judge has evidence to pronounce, him, okay? to present he to the court. Is, so he, he's not in a right state. But I just thought that I could charge it once, like every three maybe even six months. And it would be good. Six months. It stays on for 10 seconds. Like how much could that possibly? How, how much, much battery does a battery, battery could that use? possibly use? If you use a battery, ten seconds or less. And I have two of them. There's one. So like in the top shelf or like top cabinet of the liquor cabinet is the liquor, and then underneath. Wait. So how many lights do you have? Two. Two. And so the second light is used for underneath, uh, which is my coffee station. Right. I have you know two great things in one. Um, coffee. Yeah, so it was my... As it, actually, now that I think about it, it was my coffee station light that 
wait, wait, got wait, wait, wait. pretty dark. Not so the liquor. Had... Actually, you know what? It wasn't the liquor cabinet light. It was the coffee That's light. That's understandable. So, yes. So you had your liquors in the up part of the cabinet yes. and the coffee in the down part of the cabinet. Yes. Ironically, you have your downers in the up and your uppers in the down. I don't like that sentence <laughs> at all. <laughs> I don't like that. But um, Neither do I, but it is what well, it is. Well, it's like... Uh, the coffee station, it's at, like, waist level. It's kind of like uh, at cutting board level, you know, counter counter height. So that's where I keep the coffee stuff. Uh, and that is not enclosed at all. That's open. So the that motion light comes on more frequently. But how, yeah. how long did it last? Uh, not even a month. Yeah, so I was... It still looks great. Uh, I'm happy that I got them. Maybe I just should have gotten better quality if I had more money but anyway point being that was the hardest part of my week I had to recharge my motion sensor lights please send money and thoughts and prayers if you have a heart support Sam during his desperate time of need yeah thank you this is our <laughs> most sounds like a really bad ASPCA this, this is our most desperate hour <laughs> only you can help I want it playing the Sarah McLaughlin, like, in the arms of, of the angel. angel. <laughs> you oh, dude, that is such a throwback. That takes me back to, like, childhood, watching TV, like, Saturday oh, yeah. morning cartoons, and being like, Mom, Mom, there are puppies out there. You knew suffering. things were getting serious. Actually, in... Um, Actually, we just usually change the channel. Wow. You couldn't spare a moment we to... Didn't, uh, yeah, sorry. It was a long those commercial. Also, those it commercials was a very long were commercial. so long. It was, like, two minutes. But the great thing was so i did like the high school music variety show every year and uh it was a group of three girls i want to say it was my senior year they sang that song but it was like meant to be serious no and i was like i'm sorry and it's like high school girls singing it you know none of them are you know about to win any grammy awards anytime soon so you're just, you know, hey, mom, dad, I need you to come see me perform in this show. But they also have to sit through three girls who are like, in the arms of the angel, you find some comfort And I'm, I'm glad I had supportive I just, parents. Yeah, you know, I feel like for every mean girls, like, like high school song that went right, there was probably a hundred or more that went wrong. Oh, this uh, I've got a great went wrong story. Sorry, we're rambling, but I promise this. And you know, actually, this week I don't really have a commiseration. So if you want to just, I'm glad use this time. That's fine. I'm glad your life is going so life well. Life is great. Meanwhile, I'm over here with my LED strips that needed to be recharged. Hashtag first world problem. Um, so <laughs> there was one girl. Our our music director at school. Uh. She gave great pointers, but the audition process for being the variety show wasn't much of an audition process because she would accept pretty much anybody. And so it's not really an audition. It's, it's not really an audition. Um, first run. But what happened with this other act, uh, it was this girl, I forget her name, but she, it was her sitting on the stage and playing the electric guitar and singing. That was it. Like, no band to back her up. And she was performing 21 Guns by oh, good song Green by Day. Green Day. It's not my most you favorite Green Day song. You don't know that band. You have no rights to talk about it. 
I know that band, which is why I do have the right to talk about it. It's not my favorite Green Day song. I like other Green Day songs. That's just not my favorite. But this girl, and I'm not exaggerating, and I say this with love because I know how hard it is to get up on stage and perform. But she's on there and she's like, what? 21 cards! And she can't keep up with the chords. And she can't keep up with the chords. And when we had all the rehearsals, like all of us, like my friends in the audience were like, dude, someone's going to talk to her. And she's a nice girl. Like we don't want her to get up on stage and embarrass herself. And the music teacher, she's not doing a thing. But she knew it was bad because we see her rolling her eyes. And she's getting paid. Yeah. That's the worst part. And I, uh, when a parent doesn't have the courage to say like, honey, I admire you having the courage to, you know, get up on stage. But this, and it can be tricky as a parent, like as, you know, a child could take that in the worst possible way. So she let her go through with it. And on opening night of the variety show. Oh, dear. In front of tens of people. Tens of... (laughs) It was a small town high school. Um, She chokes in the middle of the song, starts crying, and they have to close the curtain on it. Metaphorically chokes. Yes. Like she can't can't. get past this one part of the song and can't figure out the next chord, so she starts crying. They have to close the curtains on her. Great. Oh, awkward. Awful. Awful, awful. That's tough. So my friend Anna and I, we were like two songs following so we went backstage and we're comforting her like hey you know it happens these things you're happen. a freshman like you have more years to come like more opportunities oh lord and uh her mom is right there she's like well you know i just think that she did good just getting up on that stage you know because i could never do that you know and i was like oh no mom you are fully to blame for yeah. this tragedy that has just befallen your child and will haunt her for the rest of her life. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. the thing is there's no winning in a situation like that. There's Once no. it's done, there's no consolation. Cuz you don't want to be the discouraging parent. No. But you also want to be an honest parent. Well, it's not I mean, man, high school. What I a feel time. like that's tough because it's like you want you want your kid to blossom, but you can't compare them to other kids. And when you put them on stage in front of everyone else, some kids are natural performers and some are not. And, and just, you know, natural human tendency to be judgmental. Like that's an automatic recipe for uh, disaster. It's a a close family friend of mine back home. He always said, singing is like swimming. You can either do it or you can't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And you I'm can like, or you know, drown. That's, yeah, that's, that's a fair. It's, it's true. Okay. Um, well. And it's not the first time I played in the school variety show, I did not do a great job either. I was like, it was the first time I had sung, I think, for a public audience. And yeah, yeah I never want to see that video again. So. No, that was, um, I never sang in public, mm. thank God. Um, but for actually the first, I think it was the first variety show, my, my sister and I, we did a stand-up routine of, Who's on first by Abbott oh, Costello? That is a classic. Ab- it was great. Well, like yeah. we had Yankee jerseys. There's no singing had, involved. It's we great. had memorized the entire script. There was one bit I I forgot my line, um, but we picked it up, and by the end of it, everyone was laughing, and it was it was okay. How it was old were you? Solidly okay. Oh man, I was like 14, 13, that's, 14. Yeah. No, that's the best time for those things to happen. It's. 
it's the awkward yeah. teenagers where you yeah. need some awkward things to happen to yeah. learn like humility and yeah. just no that first time that i performed i was like wow i can sing guys listen to me ah! and <laughs> now i've made peace with the fact that like you know I'll sing if you need me to, but if you could find someone else, that would be great. It was a difficult time period for all of us. Speaking of difficult time periods, that's exactly where Loki finds himself in this week's episode, Loki Season 2, Episode 4. How timely. You like how I did that? That No, that was was mostly mostly smooth. Oh, come now. Yeah. Uh, So So this episode mm -hmm. was entitled Heart of the TVA. Which I don't think they ever really got into... Why? Why it was called? I mean, I mean, like you have to piece it together for You're yourself, kind I guess. Of like but into, well, it's a lot of it's based around the origins of the TVA. Uh, we're going to talk about that a little bit later with like Mrs. Um, Miss Minutes and stuff. Mrs. Minutes, Miss, Mrs. you've all, you've married her off now. <laughs> her <laughs> name is Miss Minutes. It's Ms. not Miss Time. It's whatever. <laughs> Miss Minutes, um, and then with Mister Timely. Yes. Uh, Victor, Timely, and then the Time Loom. Like, yeah. you're kind of... A f- we're talking more about the fundamental. Also, um, well, we'll get into it later. Okay. L- l- well, we pick we pick, uh, we pick, pick up right where we left off, where Miss Minutes said that she had a secret about Renslayer, and it was going to make the, her angry. At the, I don't know, the building at the, at end, the of end of time. time. And uh, it's revealed, from what I could gather, and correct me if I'm getting any of this wrong, which I usually do, but um, Miss Minutes shows Renslayer kind of like a time security tape <laughs> of like what went down. Um, yeah. Renslayer had helped He Who Remains win, I think it was the Multiversal War. Not quite sure about like what what it was that uh, she helped him win, but it was basically something that Renslayer had alluded to. Like I've always done mm-hmm. the legwork. I'm always you know doing the dirty work. This and that. And uh, it's implied in this flashback that there was definite romantic interest between He Who Remains and Renslayer. Well, and they had a lot of history. Yes. They had a lot of history. And uh, he's like, you stood by my side. And then she goes back to the TVA and he's like, I'll catch up. And uh, which he did not. In fact, which is never. Up. I mean, no. come on, girl. That's yeah. Yeah. should have been your first red flag. Um, and then he tells Miss Minutes to, all right, go back and erase her memories. Wipe them. Wipe them. And so she's like, wow. So even then I was doing all of the work and for nothing. She was his right hand woman. Yeah. Through the entire, like, multi-universe war and stuff, like... I don't know. It wasn't the big, like, bombshell secret well, that I was expecting, I like but... Well, Anyway, for for the reveal they had, Miss Minutes, like, lets her know that she was intrinsic to uh, He Who Remains. Ooh, intrinsic. Like, like Good getting word. to being the keeper of all time. Really. Yeah. And Miss Minutes is definitely playing a long game of sorts because... She threw Renslayer under the bus in the next ep- in the previous episode, but here she is ready to switch sides again. She's like, nah, well, now we can work she's together. Not switching, she's playing all sides. Yeah, she's she's, she's a, definitely she, got a long game in mind. This. She is a rogue AI with feelings. <laughs> with feelings. Um, also, this leads me into the good word of the episode. Oh, started this good last word. Week. Do, do we have a theme song for that yet? Good word of the episode. <laughs> I'm going to go home and actually write a jingle. Oh, yeah, please. I hope you understand that. Um, I fully but expect it. 
Victor Timely, Loki and Mobius and B-15 and I think even um, Sylvie end up surrounding him. They're like, hey, come with us, come with us. And he uses the good word of the episode, shadyocracy. Shade, okay. When I, when I heard that. I when, like, I when I saw that. I saw that. I was like, <laughs> I oh, declare. Lord. Was that, is that a real word? I asked myself the same thing and I will answer your question with a question. Did I look it up? Yes, I did. And? It's Survey in, says. According to Urban Dictionary, it's a word. Okay. <laughs> okay, so it's a slang word that he. It's a, so Urban Dictionary can explain it better than I can explain most things. Idiocracy. Uh, a group of people with trust issues. So basically they think everyone <laughs> is shady. Sorry. So Do he's you mean like. my friend circle? I don't trust you. So yes. Okay. Um. No, so he says, I think it's something along the lines of, oh, I'm from Chicago, the home of shadyocracy, something along those lines. But I was like, that's a fun word to say. It's a great word. And that is my new ideology. I think it's a great sum up for Chicago. Yeah. Um, and a lot of other places. But yeah, yeah. I, I agree. So that's my good word of the episode. good word for the episode. So try to use that within the next 24 hours, maybe with your friends or at work. Let us know how it goes. Um, so they introduce Timely to Obi. Mm-hmm. And it's a fun little exchange. That's a fun little... Because we find out uh, Obi basically <laughs> based all of his work uh, off of Timely's uh, research or whatever. And in the in turn, Timely had been inspired by Obi, which was another example of a little yeah. time paradox that was created. Oh, I love, I love that they kind of... You know, they've been hinting at time paradoxes mm-hmm. all along through the series, but this was the first one that was like... Kind of the chicken and the egg. Mm-hmm. If you based your work off of my work and I base my work off of your work, then where's the original? Where's the start of all of this? And there's no, it's kind of like this temp- temporal loop, like this redundancy that, um, and actually it goes back to Ouroboros. I was going to ask you about this because. And he references it. Yes. Finally. So Ouroboros, uh, Obi even says, it's the snake eating its own tail. And I was like, wait. That's oh oh yeah. oh you remember that I I remember I'm that. going to give you some fair credit here I even yes. wrote I said isn't that what you said it means Dave I oh, wow, specifically wrote so it in my much. notes so go ahead have your moment uh, moment enjoy oh. okay you may begin or continue. but anyway so it was a nice way to tie it all back um, yeah so uh, and I even appreciated uh, just the fact that Sylvie said the word bromance was awesome she was like I hate to interrupt the bromance because I think they like sign each other's books or something it was pretty fantastic like can I in, not sign inscribe or inscribe can you inscribe your book well only if you inscribe mine anyway so so Obi um, he's been talking with Casey and they're like hey we can fix the temporal loom if we and I okay 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 Okay, okay, okay. There was a scene. There was a scene there, like after the whole inscribed thing. Like um, Obi brings up, he's like, "Hey, I have this like scale model to demonstrate what I want to do." Um, and I just got a flashback to Back to the Future. Oh, the yeah. whole like, "Hey, I have this model. Sorry, it's not to scale. I only had time to put like one coat of paint on it." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, it's fine." And then you look at it, and it's like fantastic. I, like, I want like, to play with this set. The like, painting, the the, the 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 sets, it's just mm-hmm. amazing. <gasps> oh, we should review Back to the Future. Oh. Project uh, <laughs> for next time. 112 um, or something. Anyway, it was a, it was a funny little a funny yeah. little scene. As always, mm-hmm. Obi's 
just oh, stealing yeah. the show in any shot that he's in. Even when he said, uh, this will fix uh, the moment where someone killed he who remains and created all those branches and ruined my life. And he's looking right at Sylvie. I was like, dang, Obi. And I have to say about Sylvie, it is nice to see her working, quote unquote, like with the group. In a sense, like as much as she can. Mm-hmm. But for me... It's far more entertaining when she's working alongside Loki than when they're at at odds because it's just the same argument every single time, which we get another tidbit of in this episode, which I was hoping we wouldn't. They had such a good dynamic in season one. It's kind of hard to see them fighting like this infighting now in season two. But anyway, talk about that later. Um, So they have this plan. So your boy... um, yeah, Victor, boy. Victor, Victor Timely, yeah. he's like, hey, I have this device that I invented that helps def- like defer multiple branches mm-hmm. into one like time loom, time, you know, strand. And Obi's like, that's what we need. So they they start talking like, hey, can we can we mix our tools and fix the whole the whole thing? Yeah. And you know, there's a couple of moments of doubt. They're like, well, can you do this? Can they? And uh, I think it was Mr. Timely. He's like, if anyone can, it's going to be us. Yeah. It's going to be May. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it leads into, like, while they're working all of that out, Mobius does the one consistent character trait that he has this season is, well, how about a slice of pie while we wait? And I got to say. What? I appreciate that Sylvie kind of calls him out on it. Uh, that's what I have here. Can we disagree on something? No. Um, there we go. <laughs> um, but I wrote here, I was like, I was actually as annoyed as Sylvie was. Because it's like, okay, does this guy, how many, how much pie can you have What's that scene in a from week? Uh, Star Wars Episode Four? You wish to get pie at our moment of at triumph? At our moment of triumph? Uh and Loki even kind of hints that it's basically kind of a coping mechanism for Absolutely. Mobius. I mean, isn't it for all of us? Dude. Um, oh, we never got the pie. You never got me pie. We. T- well, How did I forget about that? We'll, we'll get you it after. Owe me we'll get it after. Slices of pie now. We'll get it after. Um, so, and it was basically because Mobius doesn't want to face reality that he has that he's a variant and what. Life has he missed they out keep on? Touching yeah. on this because in season, I'm one, sure it'll be a big reveal of some sort. He had like jet ski magazines and, and and everything back when before there was whole like you had time, you had life on the timeline. Mm-hmm. And then in this season, he just seems to be living in denial. And they've referenced yeah. it, referenced it multiple times. Like, why don't you want to know? Why don't you care? And he's like, Look, I'm happy. Yeah. He's like. Look, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm Owen I'm Wilson. Happy. Here at the TVA. I've been in a lot of movies. Um, I have a broken nose. And then, hey, be nice to Owen Wilson's nose. He it's can't help it. Beautiful, you he know, can't help it. Actually, he could. Well, he is wealthy but he's enough choosing, to get he's the choosing, plastic surgery. He's choosing to own it. Maybe, I respect that. Actually, that's the power of his voice. Wow. <laughs> if he gets his... You know, no, I am not going to be mean to his nose. That is a cosmetic thing. It's mean. He, okay, I doubt that he is listening to this. And you know what? I think Owen, I just want you to know if you're hearing this, which I'm sure you will. Um, I support you. I support okay. you. Um, and so then we cut back to Docs and her team, including Brad. And I Brad. finally realized who Brad reminds me of. Um, cool. I have to use a code name. 
uh, our friend Crumpets. <laughs> oh, our friend yes. Crumpets. Oh, the real life. Well, like our. Oh, you mean Crumpet Boy? Um, same mannerisms and facial expressions. I was same hair. <laughs> yeah, the whole the whole bit. Um, uh, anyway, I have a random note in here, but I wrote, you know what? B fifteen is a real one. I like B fifteen. B fifteen is solid. So so B fifteen, she goes into docks and all of the rebel, like <laughs> rebel or, spies. They're, not rebel. <laughs> they're they're like they they're authentic TVA agents, and they were like trying to prune the branches and stuff. Um, so they have them in prison, a holding cell right yeah. now. So B fifteen is like, hey, look, we need help. If um, when Ren Slayer comes back, she's gonna be, you know coming back to take back everything for the the he who remains we need help think about it mm-hmm. so docs and all the other um i don't know what they're, uh, hunters hunters they i guess of, yeah. like, talk about it um but then it cuts later renslayer shows up with um mrs minutes miss minutes yeah <laughs> i don't <laughs> miss know. Us. this is such an easy name miss minutes so um, they show up and they're no. like hey look we're taking everything back yeah but in the meantime, because this cuts between a scene with uh, Loki and Sylvie, yet again having the same argument they've been having all season. But they actually have a pretty decent discussion about hope versus doing what's easy. She's like, the easy thing would be to just destroy this whole place rather than take the risk that, you know, they'll end up controlling our lives all over again. Um, and it was it was good. Again, I was only irritated because ho- uh, hokey, hokey, <laughs> hokey, Loki, hopeful Loki, hopeful Loki. Um, he goes back to just being the full on hero. Right. I'm like, come on, Eric Martin, keep it consistent. Like, um, that was my only annoyance. But it was, I, well, it was an interesting. Like it was an interesting debate. I like that Loki is not a one-dimensional character. I like that he mm-hmm. has moments of playing the anti-hero, playing the hero, playing, like, trying to figure out morality for himself. Um, I do love this dialogue between the two of them because they kind of, they start talking about, like, what's easy, mm-hmm. you know. Okay, you could burn the TVA to the ground, but how do you rebuild the temporal loom? How do like you rebuild everything, all yeah. of this? infrastructure that you have for just con- not just controlling but maintaining um the rise and the multi-universe war with he who remains or all of his variants and stuff and it's just such a like the fact that in this case mm-hmm. loki's being the reasonable one that like hey look we can maintain the status quo mm-hmm. fix the tva from the inside out and then we'll go from there it's probably yeah more Probably more growth than just making him the straight up good guy. I just, you know, I, I live for the mischievous. Yeah, but and uh, she says, well, it sounds like whatever we do, we're just playing God. And I knew he was going to say this. He says, we are gods. Oh, we all knew yeah. that's what he was going to say. Yeah. OK, we all. Yeah. There was only one way to end that scene. Uh, so then we cut back to Docs and her crew. And this was the most shocking. This was Okay, okay. Part of like the so, entire series, not just this season. So Dox is in prison, a holding cell with all of her guys, or the the you know the, bros, the hunters, yeah. um, and Renslayer shows up with Miss Minutes and says, yeah. "Join us. We're going to reset the status quo." 
Uh, we're going to fix everything back for He Who Remains. Which I thought Renslayer was stuck where she was, but anyway, Apparently she was able to get has, back pretty easily. She, no, she has a temp uh, jump yeah. pad, um, time pad, yep. whatever they're called. Um, and Miss Minute starts up the torture box machine, yeah. the device, and says, basically, you're either with us or against us. Yeah. So Brad, Brad, Brad is the only one that joins her. Yeah. And so, they... And even Doc says, like, how does it feel to know that we'd all rather die than join you? And I was like, ah, no, they'll change their minds. And no, no off they, screen, you hear some unsettling sounds. Thankfully, they mask most of it with dramatic music. Yeah. So it was it was pretty I didn't, intense. There was, a, there was a couple dozen people there. Like that I was didn't a, think they were going to crush a room full of, like, 20 plus people, I think it was. But good lord, that I mean, like getting crushed is one of my biggest fears. I mean, there was like a big crush at a concert a couple years ago. But the even worse part of this scene was they focus on Miss Minutes really enjoying this. Well, and I like the fact that they're making the rogue AI out to be literally insane. Well, it's I mean, again. We mentioned this in the last episode, but I'm not going to spoil iRobot. But if you've seen iRobot, Miss Minutes, Miss Minutes is basically Vicky from iRobot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, without you know spoiling anything. But when uh, I'm sorry, if you have not seen iRobot, when did it come out? 2005. 2004. 19 years ago. 19 years ago. Okay, if you haven't seen iRobot, I know. I I just. you deserve to get spoilers at this hey, point. Hey, be nice. But later, B-15 comes in, and she finds this horrific you- aftermath, and we both simultaneously, this was great, we both simultaneously were like, oh, when she yeah, came in. When she, I'm sorry, if you open the door on, on 20, 30 people that are... I, you know, and they never really cover that, whether they were still in the box or if the box disappeared. Who had to clean that up? Or... I, Who's the janitor at the TVA? That's a great question. Where are the deleted scenes? She was was in the box. The janitor (laughs) was in the box. But what just shocked me even more was then we immediately cut to Jonathan Majors, Victor Timely, being fascinated by a hot cocoa machine. And it's supposed to be funny. And I'm supposed to laugh and be amused after this mass murder that nope. just took place what am i supposed to feel yeah it was a little the, the pacing was again the pacing is a little bit odd yeah um it was very so, bizarre so your boy uh owen wilson's like everyone's yeah, my boy yeah this. i just had this cup of cocoa and and timely, Vic, victor yeah. timely is just absolutely fascinated Hot not co- not the co- fact co- that co- they've co- literally just fixed the entire yeah. infrastructure like the thing that fixes the time loom but he, time loom but he's like oh hey where's that cup of thing that you got can i, I don't get understand why this was such a major part of this episode it um, was bizarre but uh loki and sylvie they uh it's it's like a mad race to get everything in place and it circles back to the moment in the season premiere where Sylvie finds him. She's opening, like prying open the elevator doors. And then in the season premiere, all we saw was Loki getting pruned. He got pruned. And, and that's all you saw. That's all you saw. But the big twist is that present oh, Loki right, was the one who pruned himself. Sylvie and Loki got separated in the elevator. Yeah. By not a lot. They were just running know. through. 
Um, it was pretty quick. Yeah. But the twist is that the person who pruned Loki, 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 Loki Skywalker, uh, was none other than Loki himself. And I knew for sure that in the season premiere, and they had kind of referenced it a couple times in the past few episodes, like, why did I see you there, Sylvie? Why did I see you there? Um, that it would definitely come back around and like the puzzle pieces well, you, would come together. You knew it was that, that, that scene was too obvious yeah. to not be unimportant. And we've seen it like lost did a whole time travel season. That was really cool. And they did this a lot, like kind of planting scenes in earlier episodes and then seeing how it connected to early or later episodes. Well, this is a really like, it is a movie trope, mm-hmm. you know, this kind of, um, and we were, actually we were fighting earlier about like what TV trope this is, whether it's like retroactive preparation or um, what was the other one? Set wrong about? what was once made right. You know these kind of. There's a surprising amount of different time travel tropes. But there's a, you know time. Try travel, saying that five times fast. Time, time travel tropes. Time travel. <laughs> I'm not even gonna stop yeah. once. So these these tropes, um, there's a lot of them, especially when it comes to time travel. It's kind of an established thing. Um, I like all of the variations in the show and the different takes and stuff at different points. Um, but at this point you have like, uh, so Loki meets back up with Sylvie and they go into kind of the main control room where you have Renslayer, you have Miss Minutes and they, oh yeah, I think we skipped this bit. They kidnapped Timely. Oh yeah. So they have him and they're like, you know, they're trying to get him to, um, what would it take to get, um... What's the bit here? I forget exactly what their end game was here, but they're able to find a way to basically reset Miss Minutes, uh, Obi is. And so you see her start to glitch when uh, her and Renslayer are holding uh, Timely hostage, which honestly, it was kind of refreshing to see Miss Minutes be <laughs> reset. I was like, yes, please. No, you're- that, was a, that was a great... Oh, yeah, Obi realizes he can reset the yeah. whole AI system. He can, he can just reboot. Um, and then Loki and Sylvie end up capturing Brad and controlling him somehow. And he later barges in on um, Renslayer and uh, Timely. And I was like, I don't know if Brad poking his head in like that was intended to be as funny as it was, but I'm okay oh, with it. that was hilarious. They straight well, up have... You, you, yep. uh, and, and props to... Um, Whoever Bradley's actor is, I forget his name. He did great with this scene because he, the second he, he pokes his head in, you know, you're like, that's not Brad. Something's about to happen. Yeah. Um, they have him straight up kill Renslayer. Prune. Prune. Yep. Renslayer. It happens like it that. It turns yep. out that, that Loki was controlling him. Yeah. And um, so they get timely. They mm-hmm. run timely down to the, the, the main control room for the time loom. It all culminates um, in this big scene. They have him, like, set up his temporal aura, unlocks the blast shields. His tempora, like, if you will. Tem- his temporal. <laughs> um, now, somebody's got to go set the new device in the launcher, set it out there, and Timely is like, I'll do it. Yeah. Like, this is my time to shine. This is my thing. And, and Obi's, we, I love Obi. Mm-hmm. He's like, no time to argue. Time for you to go. Which I appreciate. But we both had different thoughts of on like how this scene would go down and we were both wrong because because you thought um, that he was going to sacrifice himself. I thought it was going to be a kind of a, you get out there, you launch it, you fix it. And then there's no coming back. Like the way his speech was, it was kind of the, I'm going to do this 
because I have, this is what I was meant to do, but without any intention of returning. And I thought that this would kind of be like the birth of he who remains, um, because the seed had already been planted in his mind ahead of time. I thought that he was probably going to betray them once he got out there somehow. But little did both of us know. <laughs> he was not given the chance to do either. The because... second the door opens, he takes that first step and turns into cosmic spaghetti. Yes, because there's too much. I think they called it temporal radiation. Radiation. And it was like, whoa. Uh oh. I don't think I not expecting that. And I, I actually and I actually that. felt bad. I wrote R.I.P. Timely. You were actually pretty cool. And I retract all of my previous criticism about how you were portrayed. And how Jonathan Majors acted. I, I'll i probably re-watch these episodes years from now. And the, and, the yeah. CGI in that scene, like the, the special effects for that scene were fantastic. It was horrific. It was, it was so sudden, it was so unexpected, and it was so, like, visually, I, I can't think of a better Compelling. Word. Beautiful, yeah. A beautiful to see him get turned into spaghetti. You Giant have problems. Giant galactic spaghetti. And you're like, Wow. But now what we're, just happened? But now we're in a pretty bad place. I mean, yeah. there's only two episodes left in the scene. There's still, I mean, not only two. There's still plenty more that there's can happen. There's a lot of time. But um, it was this, it was at this point where we were saying, all right, somehow, I mean, and then the episode just ended right there because now the time loom is starting to implode. Great place to end the episode. Yeah, on. even Loki is like speechless and starting to tear up. And we were saying it'll probably happen that their future selves will come in and somehow save the day. And this was the trope that I thought best fit uh, what was probably going to happen. The set wrong, what was once made right. Someone goes back in time to undo a bad thing in the past and due to it creating a bad bad future temporal paradox or something else terrible, has to go back and undo that change. Yeah. I don't know. They done did mess up. Because the thing is, this is the only variant of... Because this is the real, the the approved timeline. This is the sacred timeline. This is the sacred timeline um, version of Timely. Mm -hmm. So, unless you get another Timely from a different branch, this is the only one you have. Right. And they're in limited supply, as we saw from the last episode. They pruned a bunch of these timelines. These people must be so tired. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, so I'm interested in seeing where they go from here or with this because it's like oh no the episode ends on everything exploding like the time we don't see what happens beyond that yeah um, so you he turns into spaghetti they're all in shock and the time loom explodes and everything just kind of the whole episode ends on a white screen. We were even saying this feels more like a season finale this instead of just finale. like like, like the build four out of six. The, like the conclusion. I'm glad this is not a cliffhanger for a season though. Oh, I, I would like be so mad. Yeah, because there's no like, what do you what do you follow up on? I mean, the fact that it's not the season finale shows that they have a game plan. Yeah, at least if like this season had ended like this. I would have just said, oh, they have absolutely no idea what yeah. they're going to do next, and they just need to buy some time. But they have a game plan, and we will see it play out in the next two episodes, and that'll be the season. I'm very excited to see. So overall thoughts on this episode? Uh, I was pretty pleased. Um, we get those like good moments where they know when to slow down, like that kind of debate between Loki and Sylvie. But also like plot advancement 
happened. Like the last episode, the last episode wasn't really a detour, but you know, a lot of time was spent in the past. Now we're back in the present, and there was it felt like a little little bit of stagnation. Mm -hmm. But I feel like in in this one there was a lot of plot progression um, on multiple. Because the thing is, they have so many characters, and they kind of they have like two or three different like main arcs between Renslayer between. Because kind of at this point, you have, like, Obi and Loki and Mobius, like, all and, and Sylvie all in the same area. Um, so you kind of have the two the two factions. Like, you got rid of Miss Minutes. Like, they're starting to l- focus down to the main the main cast. Mm. So I'm interested in seeing what happens. They still have two episodes. That's a lot. There's of, a lot. Of time to cover. I'm wondering, like, is Renslayer actually gone for good? And well, if they try to undo all of this, well, they have to go back to an earlier point before she was pruned, thereby bringing her back. I well, don't know. Well, because after the explosion, anything's game. Any yeah. At any point in time, they're going to have to fix this. So yeah. um, I think the beginning minutes of episode five are going to be... Um, Can't miss that. That's going to be... <laughs> well, that's going to set the tone for the rest of the two episodes. Yeah. So, so we'll see how that goes next week. I'm excited for it. Whew. All right, we're Hope ready, folks. Too. Yeah, bring it on. Looking forward to uh, next week's episode. I am too. It should be a good one. Okay. Well, see you later. Tune in next week.